hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. But not only did they turn their backs on what they owned, it drove them away from continuing on in that lifestyle. I mean, they didn't buy any more books. They didn't buy any more crystals. They didn't go to any more tarot card readers. They didn't go to any more fortune tellers. And that upset the economy. And nobody likes when you mess with their money. I want to talk about the upheaval in Ephesus today in a message we're calling The Coup. on that the podcast where we uh, go back and listen to some of the highlights of the most recent message from Life Church in Deep Here uh, slash Green Bay uh, to just talk about more about the sermon and uh, how it could apply to our lives I'm excited today because my friends Steven Cindy Shr- Shram are here why am I screwing that up we got you nervous <laughs> I'm not even going to cut that. We're just going to keep going. Oh, no, cut it. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad that you guys are here because we've been friends uh, for a while now. And I feel like while we were both, we were all going to church here, but it wasn't until like you guys started helping with Alpha that we really kind of dug in. And if you don't know the Shrams, you should totally know the Shrams. But why don't you guys just tell me a little bit about yourselves? Well, um, we met working together. Um, our very first date was October 3rd, and we were married December 27th. <laughs> so we met our first date and got married like three months later. Oh, you mean in the same year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, that's really interesting, an arbitrary thing to say. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a very quick one. Um, and then we kind of eloped after a Def Leppard concert. <laughs> wow. We, I was kind of wild back then. So I see. yeah, yeah, he was um, he was the nice guy, and I was the naughty girl. Hmm. Um, we have two boys. We have a twenty six year old and a thirty one year old, and we have a six year old granddaughter who we adore. I love that. I love that. And so she just did all that talking. So, <laughs> what was ask it? him what our first date was. Yeah. No. <laughs> what was it about Cindy that you were like, oh, I got to marry this girl, stat? That's a tough question. Um, obviously, the looks was the first thing. You know, yeah. she's a good-looking girl, and um, she's had it all together and stuff. In my opinion, compared to a lot of the people that I were around the business we were in and stuff like that. So, gotcha. Are you guys from here originally? No, we met in Phoenix, Arizona. I see. So we um, traveled all over the company country with my husband's work, and I swore I would never get married and move my kids around. <laughs> I married a man that moved us everywhere. And then we ended up in Wisconsin and he found a different job. And now we've been here since 99. What sort of work were you doing that you were traveling all around? I was in the restaurant business. I was a restaurant manager. Oh. I did did grow up in Milwaukee though. So um, had some roots here and went to school in Madison and got my degree in physics. And then uh, wound up moving to Arizona, which is where we met. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So what were you managing in Arizona? Jack in the box. For oh. a while. Yeah. <laughs> Actually married him. I saw Crackenberg. potential. He was a waiter when I married him. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> so now you uh, you work at Struz Pharmacy. Pharmacy. Yes. Right? You're like the C- COO. COO. Of the company. Yep. Gotcha. It's a... 95 employees, and um, we I think we have a real um, important job in the community, um taking care of all the, uh, a lot of the assisted livings and yeah. people that are, um, 
underprivileged and stuff in downtown there. So, yeah, a lot of people don't think of Struis because I mean, there's I mean, there's a Walgreens and a CVS, you know, in every corner. So it's easy to get caught up in that or a Walmart for that matter. Yeah. You know, so, but they are the last, what, local, last, last independent pharmacy in Green Bay. That's crazy, man. Buy local. Yes, yes sure. please. <laughs> and then, then you work at the bank. Yeah. I work at a credit union. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, um, went part-time. Um, I'm a receptionist now. Um, when my mom got ill, I was a part-time position came open and I was able to take off and go up and help my brother once a week with her and stuff like I that. Gotcha. So, yeah. I see. How long have you guys been at Life Church? You know, I don't know. Um, we're not really good at the whole time thing. It just seems like yesterday we got married. Um, I want to say three or four years. Gotcha. Maybe yeah. longer. Might have been five. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while. What was it about Life Church that appealed to you that made you want to give it a whirl? Um, well, we were going to another church and we just could not get connected there. No matter what we did, any Bible study we joined, any group that we joined, it just never connected. And I'm the one that wanted to start looking first. He's like, oh, I like it here. And we did. We liked the pastor. We enjoyed the messages, have no complaints about the church. It just, to me, I kept feeling like I needed to try something else. Mm. So we came here. I'm not sure why I picked here. Maybe I think I saw you guys on the news or something, but then we went to different churches and, you know, just to try them all out. And then Steve said to me, um, he goes, you know, I just really miss my own church. So then we went back to our old church and I just was like, eh. And so I talked him into coming back and then we just finally committed to staying and um, making this our church. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's been, it's been really good because of, well, of course, Pastor is, you know, one of the best speakers yeah. that I've ever heard. Um, so the messages are awesome. But then the connection part is what's really kept us, you know, since we joined Alpha, we've actually gotten to get connected and that's really been been awesome for us to get to mm -hmm. know some of the people and to, to help some people along on their Jesus journey has been extremely rewarding. Yeah, I love that. If you've not taken Alpha, totally tell, get, take Alpha. There's yeah. A, it's like there's a course almost always happening. And we're table hosts and we would think that, and when I first took the first class, I was like, well, this might be a little too not advanced enough for us, let's say, you know, if you can see my air quotes going. But um, I learn something every time and I don't know how many times yeah. we've done Alpha now um, as table hosts. Every single video or conversation, almost every time I pick something up new or somebody says something different and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're really glad that we have gotten involved yeah. with Alpha. Yeah, and what's cool about that is Alpha led us to the format at LC Downtown. Yeah, which we which, haven't been. Yeah, right. it's, And then like that fun. led us to the format for pocket churches. I mean, right. yeah. pocket churches are essentially an thing. Alpha, mm -hmm. right? You get together, hopefully over a meal or something. There's got to be chips. There's always chips. <laughs> Some sort of food. Right. We, we have to keep right. chips away from our oh, house. <laughs> and then we watch the message and we discuss the message and it's I don't know, it's interesting just to, you know, we didn't know about COVID two years ago when we were doing mm -hmm. the alphas and now alpha is like the format. And so I, I just love that. But anyway, thanks for sharing. I'm glad that you guys are here. I promised you that we would uh, talk about Sean's message. So let's just listen to that first quote uh, from Sean right now. And in the midst of that, the pace of his life slowed. He entered a phase where more than ever, he was at peace. He had no sense of frustration and could at last say that he had learned that whatever his state, he was to be content. So I feel like Sean's drawing a parallel here between, you know, 
because in this story you didn't hear this part, but Paul's like imprisoned, right? Sort of. Yeah. It's like house arrest. House arrest. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got the tigers looming over his right. head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know the threat of execution, yeah. and so. But even in that, he finds peace and contentment in his circumstances. And so I feel like there's a parallel there. Not that COVID is a tiger hanging over our head, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's scary for a lot of people and it's probably a lot of um, disruption and anxiety for people. And so, you know, I wonder, is it possible to find peace and contentment when the world around us seems like it's burning, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I think that's everything. Every one of us should be, get to that point where we have peace in all things. Am I there yet? I don't think so. I mean, I'm really not doing bad with COVID considering I'm a hypochondriac. Um, (laughs) I I get sick. I have an autoimmune disease. I get sick real easy. And when I get a cold, it lasts for months. So to me, this virus is like my worst nightmare and I'm, I'm doing okay. I mean, I have my moments, don't get me wrong, but, and I've washed my hands so many times, but um, I think Steve freaks out a little bit more because he's more worried about me, you know? Um, Oh, is she going to get sick? You know, and that type of thing. But yeah, I'm just, Paul is just so amazing. The transformation that he has had, you know, from when we first kind of started doing this lesson, he was like angry and, you know, depression. And now he's got peace in all circumstances. So I think God was really working on him, not just him to tell this Christian story, but for him personally. I just started uh, listening to, I'm going to try audio books because I feel that I have like, I keep buying books. I'm like, I got to read that book. But then like, who's got time to read a book? So I just got audible. Um, and so I started listening to a book that I own, but I had to buy it again. Uh, Paul by N.T. Wright. Oh, I love N.T. Wright. Man. And like, I'm like, I'm in chapter one and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, Sean's been telling us a lot about mm-hmm. Paul, like more than I ever know about Paul. But then like to double that down with N.T. Wright talking about, there was this story in the Bible I'm sure we all know. Uh, about like why Paul was a zealot. And I just, I don't know, like, I feel like we just kind of dismissed that word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, it wasn't a bad word to Paul. And so the image that they used for a zealot was this guy, I don't remember in what sort of Jewish kingdom or era it was, but like, it was like, People started like getting out, like getting together with Baal people and Baal worshippers and Moabite women and everything else like this. And it's like one of the Jews like brought like his Moabite girlfriend right back to the home camp, right or whatever, and like started like having his way with her and and like this this like the poster child for zealotness among the Pharisees and the Jews like went in there with the spear like with one thrust killed them both so you can kind of figure out like he made this like you know like shish kebab <laughs> right of this couple and like so whenever they so there's this guy's name and so like for Paul that guy was like the guy yeah you know what I mean was. like we gotta be this zealous All about right. being clean and being separate from the rest of the world and so for Paul like we see him as angry and killing Christians but he was just like I'm doing what's right mm-hmm. you know right. anyway I love I love knowing more about my faith than because I mean certainly we love the Bible but like when you get to this point where you love the Bible you're like I need to know what they're talking about you actually about here. really yeah. need to know the yeah. Bible yeah. I mean I we listen to the Bible project and I've been reading, I do love NT Wright, And I'm just, I can't even express how 
awesome the Bible is. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to read. I'm yeah. going through the letters right now. Don't get me wrong. And I'm just like, uh, you know, again, it's just so hard for me sometimes to get it. But when you actually learn the backstory mm-hmm. and and why that's, the letters were written and, you know, why we don't get them all the time. And, you know, it's there's, fascinating. There's a lot more to it. I love the way that um, we listened to something and talked about, we're only hearing one side of the story. It's like a conversation on the phone. Yeah. We only listen to one side. So if you can get some of the background, what maybe the other side of the conversation was and stuff like that, it totally changes how you look at them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love this series. I love what mm-hmm. Sean's doing with mm-hmm. context. Yes. That's also why I love the Bible project, right? Ugh. Because it gives you, it fills in so many it of does. the, you know, not that they were like missing pieces, but they're just like not mentioned Stuff pieces. Stuff you didn't know. Yeah. 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 It just gives it's you so awesome. much context. Mm-hmm. The more you can learn about the culture in that time, the more yeah. pertinent everything becomes. And How are you finding peace, Steve? Like, I mean, I feel like you're pretty... I mean, if you don't know Steve, he's like, like this like <laughs> giant like ship that just kind of like moves through the ocean. It's, it's slow. But <laughs> you can't tell that it's actually moving. It's like, you know, it's like so steady. I just kind of feel like that's that's what I think of when I think of you. I've actually been struggling with this whole thing because I'm ah. not a person that um, just sits around or and can can just like sit around and watch movies or do this. I'm one that's a get up and go and go and go and having to be confined to home and not doing the things I like to do. And once golf season is over, I am in trouble. Yeah. Know what am I going to do? But, um, you know, I think, you know, the more you, you really got to look, I've had to, you know, look to, to Jesus and God to help me out and, you know, try and keep me more grounded and not worried about that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I've overcommitted in this season. I don't know if that's trying to find peace by just keeping my mind busy or keeping my body busy, but I like, I mean, I'm overcommitted to begin with and then like, I feel like I doubled down on my overcommitting. <laughs> Thinking you got more time and yeah, so somehow, now you can yeah. filled it up even nope. more. I like people have fun, like to talk to people, but I kind of just think I'm an introvert and didn't know it, you know, yeah. because I'm perfectly content staying yep. at home. And I mean, we do stuff, we hike and, you know, go for walks and go kayaking. Well, not yet this year, but, um, but man, he just won't sit down. I mean, just like, can't we just sit down? Mm. <laughs> can't yeah. we just watch a movie today? <laughs> I get that. I get that. They were also captivated by his kindness, by his courtesy toward them, his patience and his easy laughter, his lack of resentment and interest in their homes, their families, and their backgrounds. Not surprisingly, the soldiers had long, uplifting conversations with Paul. And the consensus circulated that his imprisonment had nothing to do with temple robbery, but was just frankly for Jesus' sake. That can be tough to do in these circumstances, you know, we're talking about, and I can't imagine with what was looming over his head, how he was, you know, he really had to put his faith and trust in God and, you know, know that it was meant to be whatever the results were going to be. Yeah, I I love that because I feel like in 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 this moment in our world, I feel like I've never, I've never noticed more people calling for kindness and charity. And showing less of it. And showing less of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, what, how is that even happening? That's the hardest part for me during all of this is how mean we are to each other, you know, and then I've got my little thoughts, you know, that come in my head, you know, Um, so I'm not above it all by any means, but yeah. 
I don't know what's good. It's going to have to take Jesus to fix this because nothing else can at this point. I think we have gotten so far skewed left and right yeah. that it's going to take something dramatic to fix it, yeah. to make us be kind like a global to each pandemic. other. Oh, you, wait, would think, you would think, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And yeah, my boss and I were talking the other day about how things have changed so much over the few years. And really, we, we really look at um, religion and how much people aren't Christians anymore or aren't Jesus people. And, and that, that really does seem to affect things, you know, just, you know, how nice we are to each other, the respect we have for each yeah. other, you know, 1913 or whatever it was when they had the last pandemic, it was no big deal for people to isolate themselves because they cared about other people and stuff yes. like that. And nowadays it's like, you know, I don't really care if I give it to somebody else, I'm yeah. going to go have fun. Right. You yep. know, it's, it's, we're, we're missing that nowadays. And yeah. And like, I feel like now more than ever, Christians should be like flagrant mm -hmm. with like how much they care about others or flagrant with their love or their charity or whatever. Like now is a great time to stand out and we don't. Mm -mm. Like oh. I read somewhere and I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this. I don't know. You can edit it out later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I read somewhere that the segment of people with the highest the highest rate of not or insisting on not wearing a mask are Christian nationalists. Really? So like, and I'm like, but then I see that, you know, I see like, I see like people that I know are believers who are way more nationalistic, way more political than they are faithy, right? Or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I certainly know that they love Trump more than they, than I can see that they love Jesus. You know, and I never want, I mean, like, I love my country, right? you know, but I never want my nationalism, my nationalism to trump my faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, second it does, like the second you hate someone because of your nationalism mm -hmm. or your political party, that's trumping your faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, man, I, there's so much of that going on. And oh, it's a political ugly. front. It just shows that so much. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not about loving each other. It's. It's about, you know, I'm either on this side or on that side yep. and that's it. And yep. I can't yep. even stand talking to you if you're not. I'm right. Yep. Right. You're wrong. In fact, you're an idiot yeah. mm -hmm. for not being what I am. Mm -hmm. You know, even Christians are saying stuff like I know. that. Oh, I know. I know. And I'm like, why do you, how can that even be a thing? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I get really upset about it. Like, I've started unfollowing and unfriending people. I, I, mean, I unfollow. I'll come yeah. back after the election. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I mean, like, I don't even, like, if this is the th choice you're making, like, I don't know that we're, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that we're really, mm. you know, simpatico. Like, if that's, if this is, like, where you're, what you're choosing, that's, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't have time. And I, I feel like when it comes to social media, and not everyone's on social media, I know that, but I am. You know, and I, I mean, like I have a lot of businesses and a lot yeah. of, you know, church stuff. And so I'm like, just always on. And I'm like, I wonder if we can start treating our follow and our friend list more like a thermostat, you know? And like, you know what? I, I can unfollow this person or I can pause this person or I can, you know, snooze. Is it snooze? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like I don't have to keep making myself upset because I get upset. Uh -huh. you know, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just unfollow those people then? Like, why, why mm -hmm. do you keep letting yourself get upset? You know, if all you want is puppies and kitties, then just pick the puppy and kitty people, <laughs> you know? But if you're a Jesus person and you're picking political people or you're more importantly, you're picking political fights. Right. I don't think you've got it right. You might need to recenter a little bit. Yeah, they're not on the right side of this yeah. when they do that. But, you know, it's hard. It's it's a hard time right now. Yeah, you know, they feel is. like they're, 
I'm lacking empathy sometimes, but I think each side feels like they're right, like you said, but they also feel they're trying to do what's right, you know, for Jesus, whether it means picking, you know, and I'm, I don't know how much you'll edit of this, but if it means picking a Republican because of um, abortions, that's important to them. And yeah. it's whether they're picking a Democrat because of, you know, whatever. So I honestly think most people are trying to do what they think is but even right. if you're doing that, I'll play devil's advocate. Okay. Even if you're doing that, do you have to take to social media and right. like... It's how you pick it and how you, how you. Like, I just feel like that's, I mean, okay, that's my thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I don't need to tell you what I'm going to do or tell you that what you're doing is wrong. I feel right, like that's the right. problem. Right. Yeah. And how you tell them it's wrong. Cause I, yeah. I don't mind a discussion or a debate on who's right or wrong. We, we right. have debates in our house all the time. I can we've got imagine. some staunch Republicans and we've got some staunch Democrats yeah. and there's some great debates, but at the end we all walk away and we're friends and we've we've had a good discussion. Right. We don't hate each other and we've respected what each other has said and it's that's how you need to do things. Yeah. It's it's okay to have an opinion, but it's how you present your opinion and you don't have to but hurt other people. We just want to jump to the end where I tell you you're stupid. Yeah. You know, like I'm too lazy to make an argument. I'm too And it kind of goes back to the clip that um Paul grab people due to his kindness and his easy laughter. Um I had an old preacher that said he earned the right to preach to people. And that's what Paul did. And how are we getting anyone to Jesus aside by yelling at them or calling them names or, you know, I have some friends on Facebook that are atheists and, you know, I, I'm so try so hard not to, not to not just offend them, but to really show yep. the love. And, you know, I even had during the Black Lives Matter episode with um, Pastor had preached something about keeping our mouths shut during this time that, yeah. you know, and I said that to her and she's like, no, no, we really should see. I, I was like, no, what he's trying to say is let them speak. This is their turn. And she's like, oh, she's like, I've never said this before, but I really like your pastor. <laughs> and I was yep. like, score. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, so I think if we're mean to each other and call names and we're, even if we're not directly calling names, we're not winning anyone. We're not helping, you know, um, and trust me, I'm a hotheaded. I'm, you know, I really work at this. Like you said, Steve's easy going and I'm all like bouncing around and I've really worked on this and I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, it's only real gain, gain respect and, and convert people or get, get other people to be Christians or Jesus people is you gain respect first. And you're not going to gain people's respect if you're out there slamming them and telling yep. them they're stupid. And, and, and even and all if that you're stuff. picking their side and slamming people, I think deep down people aren't respecting yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, whether you're slamming them or somebody else. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you're picking their side and slamming those people, I don't think people deep down respect that. Nope. I think they're thinking, oh, geez, if you're saying that about them, what are they saying yeah. about me, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, it's like you said earlier, like I want to I pick Paul's way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, which was Jesus's way. Right. You know? And so... I mean, Paul's job was to either, you know, punish people that didn't want to follow his way or, you know, make them follow his, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like that's not, that wasn't Jesus's way. Look only. at how much he changed. I mean, look at how he changed. And that's, I think God worked on him mostly, you know, like, yep. this is what you need to do. I dig that. And as word of that made its way up the chain of command, 
the chief officers of all of Asia, including the president of the provincial council, men who would never have stooped to attend Paul's public teachings. They became intrigued enough that they sent for him so they could privately hear the message of Jesus. Steve had a really good thought on this because I was like, well, it kind of sounds just like the last thing, you know, <laughs> like it's all about kindness and stuff. But be, be, maybe because Steve's a COO, he thought of it chain of command differently. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, because he was incarcerated yep. and um, he, he wound up, you know, speaking to first his jailers and then kind of moved up the chain of command. And I'm wondering how much, because he was able to speak to some of these people that are in control of the government and higher up and, and, and have them become Jesus people and Christians, how much does that change the, change the fact and allow the church to grow and blossom and stuff? Because those leaders were in a spot not to persecute the Christians right. because now they're believing. And, you know, does that, is that one of the springboards that made the church grow? I don't know, yeah. but that would know. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, they're influencers. Like, mm -hmm. now you're not just like onesie twosies, right? right. You're, yeah. you know, you're doing it, you know, by the dozens or by the hundreds or by yeah. the, you know And what Jesus I mean? saved the slaves as well, but they have no power, no control. Right. And whereas the higher ups, now they have control and they have the power. Yeah. And so they can, yeah, I thought that was really good. I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, and then we, like, why can't we be the same again? Like, why can't we, not that we, sh not that onesies and twosies, I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't have said that, but like I, like onesies and twosies are what it's all about. But like, right. but there are influencers, right? There are people that are, you know, I don't know, that have a voice, you know, and have an impact. And like, I want to make sure that, that I don't ignore them because they're COOs or generals or whatever, right? Presidents of the, whatever Sean just said, you know, like, <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, like everyone, everyone needs the news that we've got. And like, I want to figure out how to do that. Like, I feel like that's what we kind of tried to start downtown. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm so sold out for a Jesus, obviously, but two, like how, the life church culture presents that news that I just thought all I had to do is like unlock a door and put out a flag and people would just, you know, they would just show up. Like, I'm mean, you guys, this is such good news. You got to come and hear this news, you know? Right. But then I, then when I think about how Paul did things and like, he didn't just unlock a door and set up a flag. He went to jail, right? He, yeah. was, he got yeah. beaten how many yeah. times he got kicked out of towns. You know, that's right. why I said when we get to the point where he's at peace, I'm just like, God, yeah. he has come such a long way. Right. You you know, I mean, he was frustrated, he was depressed and yeah, yeah, it's hard, you know, it, it would seem that just talking about Jesus would be so easy that yep. people just, oh, I mean, if you really hear the story and you just get, it's just blows your mind, you yep. know, it blows your mind. You can't even think, I think I heard you say one time, if I had a God that fit in my head, it's not a God I would want. Yep. And just to try to comprehend God. Right. It just blows your mind. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Like I just, you know, I, <clears throat> like I, I want, I feel like we, we're not only just fighting, I don't, we're not even fighting against the world or evil or Satan or whatever. We're fighting against like other Christians, again, using air quotes, where like people have this idea of what church is. Like they have an idea of, 
you know, hypocrisy or power grubbing or, you know, abuse or like, there's a thousand things mm-hmm. that we're fighting against. And so when you say, Hey, why don't you come to my church? Pfft, church. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to church. You know, what a bunch of loony bins, right? Mm, hypocrites. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I mean, like, what was his name? What's his name at Liberty University? Jerry Falwell Jr., yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, like, my what gosh. What the Dickens, uh, dude? Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you keep making it harder for me? We're our uh-huh. worst enemies. Yeah. Oh. I did. I think I saw some posts when we were out on traveling saying Christians, you know, or and I'm like, oh, I can't remember what exactly how it was said. I shouldn't have even brought it up. But I'm like, yeah, we we deserve that. We earned every yep. bit of that, you know, angst amongst yeah. people, yeah. you know, myself included, you know. Yeah, that's why I feel like I can never go out and stand on a on a platform of perfection or holiness no. or piety or righteousness. I don't even put a Jesus bumper sticker yeah. on my car because I'm afraid. Well, especially yeah. in the car with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one place that I'm not so laid back. <laughs> in spite of his circumstances, he was happy. He was content in knowing that God's ways are higher than ours, that his word, it won't return void, that God will accomplish what he pleases and he will prosper in the thing for which he sent it. So like Paul in the middle of prison or for us in the middle of a pandemic. I have a friend that in the pandemic uh, has gone a little bit back and forth, but they, um, they're not associating with people. They're just like, you know, and they're not particularly sick. They're just particularly worried, mm-hmm. you know, and I get that, you know, as a person that's an at-risk person, right? I'm older, I'm 53, I'm overweight, I'm diabetic, I've had respiratory issues, right? Like there's no reason I should even be sitting here without a mask right now or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But like, and I'm not trying, it's not a matter of like a mask or not a mask or I'm a patriot. It's not like that. It's just, I don't know, like, I don't think of it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, <clears throat> but she's, but then I, this, this song quote makes me think like, is there a way to like skirt what's supposed to happen? You know, like if I stay at home and hide, uh. you know, am I, am I really cheating anything? Am I really, he can't get me in here. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm, I don't know. I just feel like, not that it's living scared. I don't yeah, know what but I you mean. don't want to be. We, I've I've gone so back and forth on this whole thing too, and on, on, on how much, how worried to be, and and how much to protect myself and my family and all that stuff. But um, it's it's very challenging for all of us. But I I think there's there's other ways you know you can even help from home. Like you know like all a lot of us have gotten some extra money from the government and stuff because of this and stuff. And, and we don't really necessarily need it. So we've, you know, taken some of that and helped out people that are in need, whether yeah. it's the food pantry yeah. or Uganda or stuff like that. So I think there's, there's things you can do while being safe. You just got to find out what they are, whether it's zoom or, you know, I think, yeah. I think there's ways to do it at work. I think you can influence people at work, even if you're, you know, being, we're all wearing masks and stuff at work, but there's, you know, if an opportunity comes up, I'm going to try and talk about Jesus, yeah. you know, if it's there. So, I mean, there's, I think there's ways to do it, to balance it out. And, you know, maybe some people are at the low risk people. Maybe it's something they, they don't have to worry as much about and they can still be the ones out there and, and working on the front lines, as yeah. you say. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. I just, I mean, I don't think we should be reckless. Like we shouldn't, you know, handle snakes or whatever. I know it's, it's the whole, um, okay. If I'm cautious, 
God is still in control. I'm not. But at the same time, it's like, oh, if I jump off this, you know, um, building, he's going to save me if that's what he wants. So it's like, what do you, you know, you, we are cautious. He works in the medical field. He can bring anything home. I have an autoimmune disease. So, but we have a little group of friends that we hang with our kids. We're lucky, you know, we have that. Um, so, but we are cautious. We don't go in public without our masks, except for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard to talk into a microphone with a mask, but we are very cautious. And but yeah, but we yeah do other things. Yeah, Sean talks here. You know that verse from Isaiah where he talks about nothing. Like my word that I you know send out will never come back empty. Will never come back unfulfilled. Will always will always achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You know, and I, I love that because I, I mean, that goes back to what you just said, where there's things that we're supposed to be accomplishing, you know, and we're not, we're not doing that. I don't think by just shutting in and unplugging, mm-hmm. you know, so, okay, then if you're going to stay home, then what do you, like you said, what are you doing from home then? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to be making a difference. People have got to know about, and it, you know, we were talking somewhere, maybe it was at church last night at LC downtown, but, um, like I'm not, I'm not the, the kind of evangelist. I'm not an, I don't evangelize by like knocking on doors and asking people if they're going to go to hell if they don't know Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm for sure the kind of evangelist, or I will evangelize in such a way that I just want to live out the love that Christ showed me to other people. You know, give without expecting something in return, or you know, give more, or just I don't know, see people and hear people. I feel like that's where Sean was headed. You know, during. Mm-hmm. The George Floyd thing and all that, like we, we just got to start listening to people and seeing people because we just, we ignore them and we don't see them. And so like, if there, there's ways that you can do that, we should be doing that. So like when Paul, you know, re, you know, like engages with his captors, with his jailers, mm-hmm. like they didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Like they expected to get spit on or whatever, you know, yelled at or cursed. And I like the part where Sean was saying that he was actually reading the scripture out loud, you yeah. know, somewhere along the line, we stopped doing that through yeah. the centuries, yeah. you know? So, um, they heard it. They're yeah. just hearing it because they're sitting outside his door or they're bringing his luncheons. So yeah. he, d- he evangelized without, yeah. you know, without yeah. standing on yeah. his, well, I can't, we can do stuff like that too. Right. That's something I can do is I can, talk and, and say something out loud or, you know, there's, there's easier ways to do it than like you said, going out there and being Billy Graham. I can't do that. Right. There's yeah. no yep. way, you know, but yeah. I can talk to my family, you know, who I'm, who I'm stuck at home with, or I can, you know, talk to a few people at work or, you know, there's, there's ways. To, I think there's a way, I think you can make things work if people you think are, about it. People are anxious for an authentic path to faith. And anytime we try to make it all churchy or religious mm-hmm. or I don't know, tchotchke, you know what I mean? Like even online, like there's a, like super Christian-y people will like post stuff online. It's like so churchy and it's so like, ugh. <laughs> right? But like if you could just be authentic or transparent about it, you know, I feel like that just resonates with people. I'm like, hmm, that's like kind of a normal Christian, not a mm-hmm. Fruit Loop. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like we need to do more of that. We need to be just yes. more, we need to normalize Jesus more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had a friend one time. I said, oh, yeah, the, our church here, instead of calling ourselves Christians, we're Jesus people. And she's like, well, that's worse. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. what do I say to that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. My goodness. <laughs> I know. So I was like, well, I apparently have some work to do on this one. <laughs> but I mean, I think about like, because I grew up Catholic and like, I mean, you only talked about church 
at church uh-huh. or if like the priest was over for a visit, like you didn't talk about Jesus, like in an everyday way. So for, you know, for uh, someone that came up that way or someone that, you know, just understands religious church to talk about Jesus like that's super weird. Why would you talk about yeah. Jesus right now? Yeah. Can we talk about, I don't know, sister Mary, whatever, or father Joe, whatever, like, can we just do that? <laughs> and so, and that goes back to, you know, normalizing the name of Jesus, you know, and I just, I don't know. That's a big deal to me. I feel like that's that's our opportunity as Christians in mm-hmm. this crazy time to normalize Jesus and like announce our faith by the way that we live. Mm-hmm. You know, people will see that and you can't mm-hmm. deny that. You know, I always want to be like the, the, the nicest, most normal Christian someone's ever met. Yeah. You know, I'll take that. Yeah, I like I, that. I'm not always going to be the most knowledgeable because I don't know my scripture verses. Like I know my Bible, but I don't know my right. verses. I can't tell yeah. you where things are. I don't know where in Isaiah the thing is where my word won't come back void. <laughs> 53 something. I don't know. But I know that it says it, you know? And so I want to be that. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's what Paul did. Yeah. Use that. Redeem that. Because this thing that the enemy meant to distract you or discourage you, to derail you or to destroy you, it's not destined to win. It's just a coup. And it's meant to intimidate you and isolate you. But God will accomplish what he pleases. And he will prosper in the thing for which he sent. And that thing for which he sent, it's you. I feel like the pandemic can put people in one of two places, in, not in every way, but in this particular way. I feel like it could either open people's eyes to what's possible, what they've been missing, or it could like shut them down and they could like become overwhelmed or, you know, overburdened or morose, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it's time spent with ourselves and we can either make the most of that time spent with ourselves or we can like let it devour us. And so I kind of feel like that's where Sean's talking about here. where like these things that you might be seeing because you're, you're not able to get out as much or you're not able to do as much because our lives are a lot of distraction. I feel like a lot of the things that we do, even the things that we do for fun, we do as a distraction from like the truth or what's real. Mm-hmm. And so like we shop or we, you know, go out drinking or we go out eating or we go out whatever. Like we do these things as a distraction. We say, Oh, I just deserve that. Right. But really we just, because if we just sat and thought about ourselves for a second, we might (laughs) see things we don't like. But now, you know, with COVID we're kind of like, we do a lot more of that than we ever had, you know? And so I feel like people are like, Oh my gosh, this is the, Oh my God, what am I going to, you know? And so there's some people that take that as like, I'm changing this. I'm coming out different. I'm going to make this better about me. But then there's some people that, you know, get lost in it. You know, yeah, I um seen. I think I seen some meme one time that said um, God had taken away all of our um, idols, took mm. away the actors, our singers, yeah. our sports players. You know, yep. I was like, oh yeah, totally true. I I jump back and forth between both to mm. where I'm overwhelmed and then to where I I feel like I'm going to change things. Um, you know, because like I said. Um, having a virus is like my worst nightmare with my disease, but it, um, I thought, well, this is the time I'm going to start working out, you know, eat healthy. I can't eat healthy to save my life. Mm-hmm. I love ice cream right now. And I don't know if it's just a comfort thing, but ice cream is just totally my thing right now. 
Yeah, but I have seen you take a real good advantage of this time to really dig deep in with God. I've seen you, you know, read more, more books and do more podcasts and, and, you know, read your Bible more. And I, I haven't done it as well as you have. And, and I think yeah. you've really taken advantage of this time. I think more of us could do that. It's a great time to build the relationship with God. You know, some of that stuff, like he says, has been stripped away. And you know, now it's this time. It's either I can take advantage of this time and really work on my relationship, whether, you know, some people working on relationship with their families. I hear divorce rates are down and stuff like that. And that's because they're working on relationship. Well, maybe we need to work on relationship with this, with God at this yeah, time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I, I mean, I, I was, I'm thinking about like the ways that I've tried to make myself better, and like I tried to do a bunch of stuff, like I talked about earlier, and I did. I mean, like I've done a lot of stuff, like, and I feel good about that. But then, what did I do with me? Like, how did I make me better? Right. And so, I got uh, plugged in with. Um, Journey to Wholeness, which is a thing here at church, mm -hmm. uh, where you just you just go back and start looking at your life. Like, what was your life journey, and how did you get here? Right, because where you are here is a result of your journey. What you've gone through makes you who you are. And so, if there's pieces though that were, you know, bumpy roads or crappy roads or washed out roads, you know, you got to go back and you know work through that stuff. Because sometimes we don't take the chance to do that when we're going through crap. We just just barrel through and hope it'll go away, <laughs> you know, if hoping that maybe time will make it go away and it never does, you know? And so I feel good about that. I feel sorry. You feel like you're about to say No, something. I just decided in the middle of pandemic that I, um, I have anxiety, so I've been taking meds, but I decided to change my meds and I'm actually seeing a counselor now. Oh, wow. So it was like, um, you know, I just said it, it seems time, you know, yeah. it just seems time instead of just taking meds which there's nothing wrong with it. You know, right. if I have to be on meds for the rest of my life, that's fine. Right. But I just really need to talk to somebody. He's working with me on how to live present. I've yeah. not been a very present person. I've always, <laughs> you're laughing at me. Yeah, we're, we're, well, just, we're just nodding. We're in the middle of our vacation. She's already on her phone planning the next trip. I'm like, can't yeah. you just enjoy the vacation yeah. we're on right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am not a present person. So there's been a few times that I've had um, anxiety and I'm like, no, just be right now. Yeah. Be here. You don't think of the future. And so he's really going to work with me on that. And we're doing, of course, through video and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited about that, that I'm in the middle of a pandemic, I decide to change my meds yeah. and see a counselor. So, yeah, but I, I have fantastic. been working out really consistently. I just can't stay off the ice cream. So yeah. maybe he'll help me with that. But <laughs> your, your counselor? Yeah. Uh, I think that's part of his job description. <laughs> well, I did that's tell funny. him, I said, you know, I'm really going to be honest with you. I kind of thought I should see a Christian counselor because I struggle with um, having anxiety and being such a committed Christian. I just love God. And it just seems stupid to have anxiety if you have this relationship. Mm. And I... I know, it, uh, logically, I know that that's not the same, but that's what I'm working through. Yeah. And I said, so I'll probably talk about God a lot with you. I says, I'm not trying to yeah, push my faith or, yeah, on yeah. you. He goes, no, no, that's totally confined. I get that. He goes, God is an important part of your life. So yeah, yeah who knows? And, and, and logically, I do know that 
you can be a Christian and still have illnesses. I know that. Right. I just need to right. know that. Right. Does that make sense? Yep, if there's a missing piece in your mind, it's mm-hmm. no different than a missing piece in your organs. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So if you need a medication because your kidney's bad or your liver's bad or something's malfunctioning, mm-hmm. you know, to, to not take that medication because it would make you weak. You know, I should have stronger faith. My kidneys should just work right. just fine. That's the same thing about our heads. Well, for years, I just prayed, prayed, tried to pray the anxiety yeah. away and then just finally got on it. And then um, I feel a lot better. But like I said, I just I need to get that peace. You know, yeah. I need to understand that it's OK. Yeah. It's like that post I made last week. Right. It's OK to have God in a pharmacy, too. It just was the wrong pharmacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny but I mean like I love that that you talked about that though because we have to get rid of that stigma right that, that uh-huh. like you know that because people will feel like they're less than a Christian and there's so many things in our lives that already make us feel like we'll never be a good enough Christian oh, yeah. for God to have us and to add that to the mix I mean oh my gosh let's knock it off yeah. because he's not waiting for us to be holy right like he that's not how it works like we don't have to like get it all squared away before we get here. That's like, I was talking to someone about that the other day. That's like, like not going to the hospital yeah, for a broken leg. Podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Until yeah. your leg is better and then you go to the hospital. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing I can do is talk to anybody about it, any of my issues. You know, I grew up in an abused home and if I had to point one thing that Jesus has done for me, it's that he helped me to learn to forgive. I was able to forgive my abusers and I couldn't have done that on my own. I thought I did on my own until I realized I didn't. I still hadn't forgiven them deeply. And man, I I just got the lottery for husbands. You know, he's just so great. And I have two beautiful kids and a beautiful grant. My life is really good. So necessarily... Was that the Christian path? Because we weren't Christians when we, we married, and it's well, been not a, a Def Leppard concert. No, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's the '80s. I still like Def Leppard. <laughs> but you know, I know he learned taught me how to forgive. There's yeah. just no other way I could have done that without right. him. And, yeah. and, and primarily for your benefit, right? Oh, not necessarily yeah. your abusers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then I think going back to what the pastor was saying too is to use now. Now she can use those. It, yeah, know, what she's say. been through to talk to other people like that, and 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 she can work with those people and, and help them become Christians, maybe, or right. you know, because she understands and she can relate to them and stuff like right. that. And I think empathy that's, and credibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And those are critical. Yeah. You know, my and, empathy is my one of my strong points. Yes. Hmm. I have a lot of not good strong points. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm glad you guys came. This was super fast. Like we went super, we, we worked through that stuff. I was going to say, should we double down or leave why we're good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now we're more sound bites. Okay, Maybe you guys can come back again though. We'll do it again. Sure. Yeah, we'd love to. Was it easier than you thought it was going to be? Yeah. I mean, I'm sweating right now. You know, yeah, I'm a I little. I can't tell. You're not even glowing or no, anything. No, no. <laughs> we were nervous. We were, I was oh. up at two in the morning wondering oh, about it. you were not. I was oh, just going gosh. all of those sound bites. Okay. What is this? But we kind of almost didn't really even talk about anything. I mean, we talked about a few things that we wrote down, but yeah, Yeah. we knew that you would lead us in with questions and just to kind of talk like that. So, all right. That was great. You guys should know the Shrams. If you don't know them, find out where they are and go be by them or join an alpha course sometime. Hey, there's a new alpha starting in fall. 
Is there? I'm just telling you. <laughs> Tuesday nights. Uh, anyways, we'll Tuesday nights? It's gonna, I'm switching it to Tuesday. Uh, what? I thought that was the no, thing. No, no, you can't because you're not bowling this year. Oh, maybe. That's my yeah. one night. Yeah, oh. he bowls or golfs 50 weeks a year on oh, Tuesdays. I see. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You can't go to a bowling. Like, I can't think of a worse place I'm to not go. going bowling. That's why he's not bowling <laughs> this year. I'm not bowling this year. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Even Abe said that. We were driving and we went past Willow Creek Lanes or whatever it's called now. He's like, is that place open? I'm like, yeah, I think so. COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just hot. They got to be a hotbed. Right? Shared shoes, shared balls, shared seats. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All high-fiving each other. Right? No. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what happens to the ball when it goes down there? Yeah. Back. Maybe they have some spray anti-sanitizer. Anyway, Shrams, it was great having you. It was a lot of fun. I enjoy you guys. I love you very much. Thank you. So if you guys uh, enjoyed this podcast, please share it with other people. You can just, there's a share leak somewhere, wherever you uh, link, not a shared leak. That would be. <laughs> Although if you have leaks. It's a podcast leak. Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, share it or uh, subscribe to it on all your favorite podcast channels. If you have been enjoying this podcast moving forward, we'd love it if you could support us by just going to lifechurchgreenbay.com slash give uh, to support our podcast. We know that with church buildings being closed doesn't mean the end of church, but it means um, like a different way that we can uh, connect. And one of those ways is through podcasts. And so uh, there's a number of podcasts that you can listen to. I know that I'm part of this podcast and the whole podcast, which is the Journey to Wholeness podcast, which is worth a listen, uh, as well as uh, Pastor and a Rabbi and a bunch of other stuff. We've got like a thousand, not really. We have like a thousand podcasts though that you can listen to. Uh, We'd love your support. Anyway, until next time, my name is Pastor Scott. It's been great having you. We'll see you then. 